The parasha begins with a very interesting line, and I want to share that these words of Torah and Berachot that we've made today will be uh, in loving memory of Nathan Marcus, Alava Shalom, and as well for yesterday for uh, uh, his dear wife, Malka Badgerez, sponsored by his sons Martin and uh, Robert Marcus. Hazako Baruch. We read in the beginning of the parasha that the Jewish people leave Egypt, and it tells us that they left they left and the Jews left Egypt, they were armed as they left Eretz Mitzrayim. And Moshe took Atzmot Yosef, he took the bones of Yosef, because he made the Jewish people swear, each one, he made people swear to make their children swear that when the time came and they left Egypt, they would take his, uh, his body, his bones, and they would bring them all the way to Eretz Israel and bury them. You will uh, bring, uh, you read so beautifully this morning. Okay. So I want to point out, uh, I, I kind of figured, especially because, especially because the way you did the high notes. Of the, okay, that was very special. Okay. So when is the solo album coming out? That was fantastic. Okay. So the Pasuk says something unbelievable. What does it tell us? It says that Moshe took with him the bones of Yosef because he promised, he promised, they made each other swear that they would take the bones out, etc., etc. Now, the, the, uh, the Gemara in Sota says something on this. The Gemara in Sota says, Bo ure, I would like you to come and pay attention. How dear the mitzvot were to Moshe Rabbeinu. All the Jewish people were busy taking the, the booty, the, uh, the, the cash, the gold coins, the, the silver, all the things that, that the Egyptians were, uh, were giving them in Egypt when it was time to leave. But Moshe Rabbeinu, instead of running around, going to all the Egyptians, trying to get the gold the snake that they wore on top of their head or whatever it was, what did he do instead? And he went and dealt with mitzvot, because he was trying to find and take out the Aaron of Yosef. Like the Pasuk says, The wise of heart, they take mitzvot. That is what the Gemara and Sota says. So I want to pull apart these few ideas and tie them together in a beautiful ribbon. Number one, the first question I want to ask is a question that's brought down in the Sefarim by the Be'er Yosef. He asks as follows. If you want to tell me that somebody is wise and they've taken mitzvot, why is that person called Chacham Lev? They should be called Chacham Sechel, a person who has a wise uh, intellect. He's someone who thought in a special way. Why is it Chacham Lev? The second question is, why is it Yikach Mitzvot? It should be Yikach Mitzvah. He took a mitzvah. Which mitzvah was it that he promised uh, Yosef that he was going to take his bones out? So what exactly is the interpretation of these, of these two ideas? And we'll... Yeah. You get it. It's with doing mitzvah. Sometimes you can do a Shalom Mitzvah. But if you really do it with all your intention, all your 100% so that's still a mitzvah, it's just a bigger mitzvah. It says Yikach Mitzvot over here. So there's a few different reasons over here that are, that are given, and I want to share, I want to share them, and I, I think that you'll find them uh, maybe as, uh, as powerful as I did. He gives an answer. Sorry? By the way, when, the, when they made the Mishkat. So the Pasuks, the, 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 uh, the Be'e Yosef answers in the most beautiful way. He says, there's a famous Malbim, 
The Malbim says in Sefer Shemuel, he talks about one of the most dramatic scenes in Nach. Nach is like unbelievable. The stories over there, the lessons over there are unbelievable. Most people don't learn. They don't really know it. It's uh, important to do. One of the things I want to launch, if someone is willing to join me, I want to go launch on a program to learn straight all of Tanakh together. If anyone would like to do it, we're just going to read straight through it, just so you have the body in its entirety together. It's very, very powerful when you can just read without interruption the whole thing. So, anyone who wants to join me, you let me know. Now, it says in Shemuel that David HaMelech, <coughs> who was uh, the son-in-law of Shaul, was being pursued by Shaul. Shaul wanted to kill him. He had a Ruach Ra'ah in the end of his life, enter into him. He, he hated David, he wanted to get rid of him. He thought he was going to take the king, kingship from him. So he did everything he could to, to kill uh, uh, David Amelech. Yonatan, his son, is on his best friends with David. He kind of gives him the warning. David saves himself. Shaul is furious. Don't you know I'm trying to save the kingdom for you? You know, you Ben Navata Mardut, what are you doing? So Shaul is chasing David. David's running away with the people who are loyal to him. And all of a sudden, they get some amazing info, chatter on the line. They find out that Shaul, his encampment is right over here. They figure a way to get David to Shaul. David is standing over the sleeping body of a man who's trying to kill him. What's the halacha when someone's trying to kill you? Someone's trying to come and kill you. Wake up first, get up early, get up first and kill him. Shaul's trying to kill David numerous times. He's on the run from this guy. Nothing he could say, nothing can explain uh, to be, be explained to Shaul. His intent to wipe out David is 100%. David can kill him. He's right there in the moment. What does he do instead? He takes his knife, he cuts off the corner of his garment. Now I want to read you what the Pasuk says. And this is amazing when you see David in this scenario. Vayach lev David oto. And David's heart struck him. Vayach lev David oto. Al asher karat et kanaf Shaul. On the fact that he had cut off the corner of the beggar of King Shaul. Vayomer la'anashav. And he said to his people, Khalil Ali, woe is me, shame on me. Me'ashem, im e'eseet davar azel adunin l'mashiach Hashem. L'shloach yadi ki mishiach Hashem hu. This guy, whether or not I wanted to kill him, whether or not I wanted to do what, I'm, what I was going to do, right, to, to kill him, to, take, to, uh, to destroy him, but woe is me that I should strike this person that God anointed as the king. The Malbim explains that David is here stuck in an infinite loop. On the one hand, he has someone who's trying to kill him, he has an obligation to protect himself and kill the guy first. On the other hand, the guy is the king of the Jewish people. Hashem set him apart. You can't, no one's allowed to touch him. Anything that someone does against the king, Mashiach Hashem, is punishable by death, by the way. Anything, almost anything. The king is allowed, he's considered, uh, any person is Moel Melech shows disrespect to the king, no problem. The king can wipe him out. So David HaMelech says, Khalil Ali. When he was stuck in this safek, on the one hand like this, on the one hand like that, and he had no answer in his head, what says the Pasuk? Vayach lev David oto. David understood which side of this conundrum was the right one because he followed what his heart was telling him. 
He saw that he felt guilty about uh, maybe coming to kill the king. So that guilt, he illustrated, he understood for himself, that chokhmah was, uh, was the one that taught him what to do in, in a difficult situation, in a, uh, in a confusing situation. Sometimes a person is supposed to use their intellect, and that's 100%. Set up the question, get it right. But now that you're stuck, because you could see a side like this and a side like that, what does a person do? What do they use to discern in the, between the two sides of the seichel? That's the, when they rely on their heart. They go back and they feel, what is it I'm feeling in my gut, in my heart? What is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending to me? What emotions? Because those emotions that God put in a person were also put there for a purpose. They were also put there for a person to listen very carefully to, to listen to their heart. Moshe is exactly the same, and that's why he's called Chacham Lev. It's true that Moshe Rabbeinu goes ahead and he deals with the bones of, of Yosef. But is Yosef, is Moshe Rabbeinu the only righteous Jew? We read about many other people in the generation, in that generation that were righteous. You have the Nisim, Korach, maybe before he turned astray. You have Aharon Kohen. What well, everybody else was a was a gold digger, and only Moshe Rabbeinu is. What's the answer? The Jewish people weren't only chasing silver and gold; they were listening to a direct commandment from God. Hashem said, "Daber na Israel." Speak in the ears of the Jewish people and let them go and ask for kelim, for all these things, to be mekayen, the promise I made to Abraham all those years ago. So Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not that he chooses a mitzvah over some uh, couple of dollars. He's choosing really between two mitzvot. Sometimes the challenges that we have are clear. You have on the one side something evil, but you really want to do it because you have a yetzer And on the other side is the yetzer atov. There, it's very clear what you need to do. But what happens when a person is choosing between mitzvot? Rabotai, what would you normally say if you're talking about mitzvot? You talk about fulfilling mitzvot. Kiyuma mitzvot. Why does it say yikach mitzvah? The Sifarim explain because sometimes what is there and up to a person to do is to fulfill a mitzvah. You sleep or you pray. So sleeping is clearly the wrong answer. Praying is clearly the right answer. But I'm very tired, so I'm struggling with that decision. I know what the right thing to do is. I just need to fulfill the mitzvah. Sometimes it's not about fulfilling a mitzvah. It's about choosing a mitzvah. Chacham lev yikach Mitzvot, a chacham levi takes mitzvot. What was the mitzvah that Moshe Rabbeinu took? He was a chacham lev because he understood that although it was true that to fulfill the word of God, it was necessary to go and borrow kelim from everybody, like Hashem had said, there was something else as well that Moshe understood was coming. He knew that Yosef had told the Jewish people all this time, Hashem he's going to take you out. Take my, take my Aaron with you. And, and generations of Jews had sworn that. Moshe Rabbeinu had been made to swear that by his father, Hashbeya, If he swore, and he has that mitzvah as well, Moshe Rabbeinu says, one second, I have this mitzvah. But I also understand that maybe if Yosef was so in, 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 uh, instructive, so insistent that everyone should swear, maybe those, uh, the Aaron, Aaron is... is crucial to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan to take us out. You'll take my bones out. Maybe they will play a role in the future. Not only does Moshe Rabbeinu get the mitzvah of taking the Aaron of Yosef out of Egypt, but also, ladies and gentlemen, Rabotai, listen to this. He gets to the ocean front and the water will not split 
until the ocean saw Vayanos and it ran away, says the Gemara. What does it mean, Vayanos, and it ran away? Nas mipnei nas. It ran in front of someone who ran. Like the Pasuk says by Yosef HaSadiq, Vayanos so Moshe Rabbeinu, not only does he have the mitzvah of fulfilling the word, fulfilling the promise, but he has countless mitzvot of saving all of the lives of the Jewish people as they came to the Yamsuf. The mitzvot of the Kiddush Hashem that happened through the Yamsuf. When a person is struck and they're unsure how to go, they can look inside, they can listen to their heart and be able to be poshet and understand a way forward even in the most confusing of situations. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.